We'll call the meeting to order. Roll call. Mayor Westergaard. Yes. Frank. Yes. Stanky. Yes. Fultman. Yep. Heckman. Yep. Okay, and Councillor Moeller will be absent tonight. Okay, we have public forum, but uh, if you want to talk when we get down to the Hanson Street, you can, we'll allow you to talk before we have uh, any council decision. So. But if there's anybody else for public forum, now's the time. Yeah, I'd like to speak. They, Do I need to stand? Yeah, well, we'd like to see you. The people on Zoom can't hear you unless you're up there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's on Zoom, I have no idea. If, if you'd flip that yeah, microphone, flip the flip microphone on. Okay. Ten million people are watching you. <laughs> oh boy, absolutely. Ten of people. There's a, there's a button on the side, I think, there. Well, I'm Dave Nelson. Thank you, Mayor, the Council. Um, this has nothing to do with the Hanson Street. But it does have to do with the water pressure up in our neck of the woods where I'm living. I'm not too worried about the company, but the water pressure is extremely low. You know, I could turn on the kitchen sink and have the sprinkler running out in front of my house, look out the window, and it, it quits. And I realize that the council, everybody knows, and I see that we're doing a loop in the paper. Um, that's, I'm not complaining. But if we're doing more building and, you know, adding on more developments, we need to start thinking about how to fill up these other places. It's, uh, you know, it's livable, but it's an irritant. Not complaining. <laughs> well, yeah, I am. <laughs> but you think about, okay, so, yeah, we do the East End Lakeview. We do some of these other developments. What's the city going to do? What's that? The original people over here. Yeah, we've got to start thinking about a plan that's coming. Infrastructure is going to be a huge huge thing. You know, we're a growing community and that is going to come with some problems. So please take it into consideration. Justin Bettine. I, yeah, same thing. Here. I want to talk to you. Well, I've got, oh, <laughs> He just started a new business. I'm Justin Bettine from Sac City. I recently just bought the Cork Seed Center up the top of the hill, and I'm on Dave's side. When I turn my faucet on, it takes 20 minutes to fill a five-gallon bucket. I mean, you can't even run a power washer uh, without the power washer starting to smoke. And I'm more than willing to pay for a bigger line or whatever. I just want to know what the water pressure situation is, too. And I'm on his side on the... David's side on uh, infrastructure too, you know, we want to, we uh, recently just moved our boring and underground utility business from Sac City to Lakeview and want to run it out of that building, but it's, it's really tough to do that right now and we can't even hardly flush the toilet, so uh, 
when we're more than willing to work with any idea we got, I don't know in the solution we are in the underground business, I don't even know what to tell you to do. Uh, this is out of more than what we do, but it's, uh, we had a 6,000 gallon tank out there for a month and barely could fill it up with water in 30 days. So we're just looking for some kind of solution up there at the top of the hill to get us a little better water pressure. So, um, Nate? Well, same deal. I mean, I've lived there for about seven years, and it seems like it's never been great, but it's getting worse, and it seems it seems to be getting worse. And, I mean, we're going through the same thing. I mean, you, if you're in the shower and somebody flushes the toilet, you just won't get out. Just, <laughs> it's pretty well over at that point. I mean, yeah. well, I can tell you, well, the council's well aware of the problem. We're thinking that loop feed would help us. We're waiting for some engineering plans or something. Yeah, so I guess just an update on, on that for sure as far as, <clears throat> as that goes. So the, the project that, that's in the work right now is, would be a loop feed and just think that, that basically it completes a loop that would run from Denny Blessington's house to Bill Riley's house. Right. And that completes a loop up there in the area. So at least uh, uh, it helps with, with the, some water quantity issues. I don't know that it has, it's going to have much effect at all on water pressure. Okay, and now we've and I've talked to uh, Dave and Biddy. They were they were in last uh, last week talking about this, and and then we talked with Dean several times about really where we are on this because things seem to be worse now than they used to be. Right. Well, yeah. And school. I mean, yeah. I realize they have a pressure tank, but it still takes water to fill that thing up. Oh yeah. And <laughs> And then if we're adding on, to, it seems like you get to the bottom of the hill by like your house, then there's no issue. It's definitely that hill, you know. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> the water tower used to sit up on that. Yeah, we put it down in the bottom end. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, we talked. We talked about a pressure pump. Pump. Yeah. And we're we going to try the loop first. Did see if that helped. Yeah, did we not have an engineer's estimate on that? We do have an estimate on it. We have yeah. the, the con the concept in the estimate on a pressure system up there. So just think of it that a pump's running all the time and, and creates pressure in a certain area of, of town, in a designated area of the system. So you're actually not running off the tower anymore. You're running off of a perpetual pump. I mean, is it possible that you're exceeding what the tower is able to do with the growth and businesses and everything? Is that... Could that be part of the issue? No, it no. It just has to do with uh, it just has to do with with elevation of things compared to the elevation of the tower. And now, uh, what what is strange is, is that things things seem to be worse than what they used to be because we've known they've had. I'd say within had, the last six seven six months, it's, changed. it's just started to dwindle yeah. slowly. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's to the point now. It's definitely worse than what it was when I first moved in, for sure. The only, and I don't have an answer as to why that would be either, obviously, but... Have we flushed any hydrants up there in the last year and a half? Last year we did. Last fall. Go ahead. Try it. I'm going to go right along with what they have to say, uh, but from a plumber's side of the standpoint, if Scott, you answered your own question right there as far as to whether the loop's going to work or not. You know, it's not... It'll help with the amount of water that's put up there, but it's not going to help pressure. Mm -hmm. is going to stay the same. And I've heard that there's a company that comes into town and exercises the city mains va main valves. And I heard that maybe one of them's halfway closed. Well, that's not the case either. 
because the pressure is consistent. It doesn't build and then fall off. If the valve was half open, that pressure would build up and then fall off. But it stays low all the time. You know, I watched Brian Carpenter fix the line out in front of my house when it was live because the pressure is so bad that he was able to do that. You know, and uh, the more that we build up in that into town, the worse it's going to get for all of us because you're adding on to the school. Tyson Beckman built a place up there, and I did the plumbing for him. First thing he did is come back to me and, Greg, I've got no water pressure. What can I do? I says, Tyson, I did everything I could. I oversized your lines. I says, take a gauge and put it on your hose bib outside your building. So he did, and I think he had, what, 31, 32 PSI? You know, and uh, problems you're going to start seeing at the school, too, is if they've got slow flush valves, it takes 26 pounds of pressure for those flush valves to operate. So, you know, you're going to start having problems at the school. The more you build up that way or even anywhere else in town, it's going to get worse for us up in that neighborhood. And I think, above all, you need to take care of your school and the businesses you have up there. You know, that is commercial property up there on top of the hill. Uh, you know, we can kind of deal with it at my house, but like they said, you can't water your grass. You know, if you do, you got to move the sprinkler around. And I've got a yard that's smaller than this room here. And the sprinkler, I've got to move it three times to get the whole front yard. You know, it's it's that bad. It is. Uh, you know, and, and if you say you add, I heard a story, too, that you filled the water tower maximum capacity to see if that was going to help us out. But you got to be careful with that because anything you do town-wide, if you create more water pressure, down at the lowest end of town, their water pressure is going to go up too. And if it goes up, then you're going to start having PRVs popping off on water heaters. And then all them customers are going to have to put in pressure reducing valves and expansion tanks to keep their water heaters operating properly. Uh, so your booster pumps may be your best solution. You know, but the thing is with booster pumps, it's a man-made object. It's going to require more maintenance on their part. Winter storm comes through town, knocks them out, then what? You know, worst thing that could happen is a fire. You know, if there is a fire at that end of town, I, you know, you're going to suck every one of us dry. And you, who knows if you'll even have enough to take care of. It's something we really need to think about and address, especially for the school and the businesses up there. What would be your, your solution? Would it be the booster pump or would you... Booster pump would be the, the best idea, you know, if you could do it. But then you got to make sure you've got enough flow to those pumps that you're not going to starve somewhere else in town. Mm -hmm. You know, heaven forbid you starve all of Main Street because you put booster pumps in to help us. Yeah. Uh, you know, in a, another water tower, I don't know. You know, if you put in bigger mains, all you're going to do is increase the amount of water. You're not going to help the pressure. It's just a mathematical formula. If you take the top of the tower elevation to the elevation of the school, half a pound a foot, you know, is what you get. Plus, you got all the friction loss coming all the way across town through the mains. And, the, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But it, I don't think it's something to do with friction loss or a valve half open. Because, like I said, middle of the night, it's the same exact pressure as it is at noon. And if it was a valve that's half opened or a 90 blocked off or something, that pressure would build up in my house and not stay, it wouldn't stay the same like it does now.
Well, we've talked about that booster pump before, and I think we really, especially since things are getting worse, we really need to take a look at that picture again. Well, we know we have a problem in front of the Shadens Cafe because we fixed that three times <coughs> last year, wasn't it? Oh, that little two-inch? Yeah. Uh, we're going to replace that. Two years ago we did that. Yeah, so we know we have a problem there that we're going to put a bigger line in. I just don't know when it's going to get done. Um, what size of water mains going up to like the high school now across this highway there? Four inch. That's right from the high school. I, a four inch main isn't big enough for a high school. You know, it, it's uh, it's not adequate. If you had a fire up there, it would be devastating. Or even at Denny's across the street at the gas station or Dave Nelson's place. You know, at Jacobson C, that would be the worst case scenario, is if you had a fire up in that area. So what? what's your opinion of, the, Nate said it's gotten worse in the last six to seven months. What do you suppose is attributing to that? You know, it's hard to say. Um, when my wife bought her house up there on 7th Street, right south side of the school, I wasn't living there full time yet. We got married two years ago and I moved to town and started my business. And when she moved in there, I redid all the plumbing in her house, oversized it for a one-bathroom house. I put in one-inch water lines throughout the house for a one-bathroom house, hoping that it would help, and it didn't. You know, and that was seven years ago when she bought that place. So when they're saying that it's gotten worse over time, I don't know, maybe it has at their house, but at my house, it's always been terrible. You know, I'm trying to, I don't, I think that pressure pump thing that we looked at the estimates was around six or seven hundred thousand dollars I'm all for fixing the issue because I know it's an issue up there I just want to make sure we do the right fix if something right. gets worse do we have plugged mains or a leak like that you know leaks on the sand filter and it's just right you know and you don't know and we don't know that's, yeah, that's I why I'm asking that line in you, my house the pressure the booster pumps the thing you've got to be careful of is that you can starve something else ahead of that pump that's what you've got to watch, right? You know, um, when you do that loop and continue that loop around, I don't know. Think about increasing the size of that loop and putting the booster pump up in there somewhere. But if you booster pump it, you've got to be careful what neighborhoods you do it to and where you're doing it at. You know, if Scott's pressure is really good, and you boost his pressure up to get mine good in the school. He could start having a lot of trouble down at his house with excessive water right. pressure. And being gay, have a map of what that was going to help. Right. Yeah. It, it, was, it was above. Yeah. Yeah, so the proposed location is, is basically next block south of my house. So at 5th at, uh, at and Madison would be the proposed location for a pump station that serves from there on up and 4th Street. So from 4th Street on up to the northwest. I know in the last 10 years you guys, you mentioned having <coughs> leaks. I know you had somebody come in and survey the leaks because I was notified that right outside one of my rental properties, they were losing what I thought was a ton of water, like four to 9,000 gallons in X amount of time, and they asked me to fix it, and we did, and we never had one drop of water in that basement. It was on that the city side of it. So is leaking throughout their area problem or is there more leaks that need fixed that weren't fixed at that time we could um, have a leak and don't even know it it goes down right. in the sand and i don't know what when i believe scott contacted me and said hey we found this leak whoever that surveyor was can you fix it in a timely fashion and which we did mm -hmm. um as other people did it fix their leaks is that part of the issue just 
it gets, you'd never say never, and Dean can chime in on this, about whether we have leaks or not. Our pumpage, our raw water pumpage is not high. Okay, and you'd think that if we have, have leaks, our, our we're going to get a leak detector guy back in here because I don't remember when the last <laughs> one was here. And I it's it's been in within the last 10 years because yeah. it's when I, I bought that property. I'd see more like five. Yeah. We're going to get the guy in. Really, the best way for y'all to tell whether you've got leaks in a certain area is just check the water usage in that area. You know, I don't know. Can you check the water usage on a city block through your mains or not? Yeah. No. No? No, it's coming through your, your house. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. I didn't know if you had meter pits around town or not. Well... All I can say is let's get on it and let's get something figured out. Well, the engineers suggested doing the the two or the the fluke feet first, and then if we had to do well, the station, the fluke station. feet's not yeah. help the situation. No. We got to help this situation. This is what he said to do first. It's not just us. Uh, I mean, there are the volume yeah. streets the same way. Yeah, we know it. The th one thing I'm wondering about though is like we put that feed up there to help pump it up, get pressure in there. We've had a lot of trouble with the lines. I know you've tied into some older lines and stuff. I get your crystal ball. Um, increasing the pressure can pop things. That's not. I mean, I'm not against. It depends on how much pressure you're going to build up there. I mean, if you ease into it a little bit, it's a little bit different story. But if you just go boom, it's good popping much more. You know, you wouldn't need to increase it a lot up in our neighborhood. If you just brought it up 20 PSI, you know, we've got about 35 maybe at our house. If you brought it up to 55, I don't see a problem with your city mains popping and things like that, you know, but something you got to be careful of. You know, and be careful of other neighborhoods that you're going to impact. Well, if they're popping at 55, you got different infrastructure problems. I mean, let's say it should be taken a lot by that. What, what kind of pressure did you have up by the car wash on that needed fixed? The car wash. Oh, up there. Well, we just checked it. Me and Brian went out, and that was running 41 PSI right in there. And then we came down to 7th Street in Madison, and that was about 5 pounds higher. And then we came down to High Street on 7th, and it was about 5 pounds higher, just 5 pounds <coughs> So if we had 40 pounds there, why are we losing so much over to Biddy's place? Um, well, I talked to Biddy, and his line coming up out of the concrete is only a half inch line. But it could be water softer. I didn't well, check it. It could be the same scenario scenario at Jameson's and everybody up there. The higher you get, the lower the... Yeah, but that's not that far away. Yeah. we got 40 PSI there at that corner. What's caused it to decrease so much when we're going 300 feet? Yeah. What's, what's the normal rate on PSI that people have? I mean, is it 65? 65, yeah. 70? No, between 60, 65 in the lower Oh, area. that's what the... <laughs> 60 to 70 is ideal. So we're sitting at 30 to 40. But if we're at 40, my point is, if we're at 40, we're, you know, the old shot car work. Right. When that busted and that got checked, and we're at 20 or 30 over there, that's not much distance to be losing 10 PSI. There's something yeah, causing good. something somewhere in the flow to lose that pressure. So my point is, we spend this 
three quarters of a million dollars for a booster pump and might not fix nothing because something else is causing that issue. I'm yeah, it might be a valve or rust. <laughs> something we need to we need to definitely dig into yeah. it before we just we blow the money. Yeah, we need to figure out what's the right way to spend the money to fix it for long term. Yeah. We'll know more when the leak guy gets here to find out. Yeah. And when when would that be? I would call that guy. Because if I'm sitting there like these gentlemen and everybody else that lives on that end of town, I don't want to wait six months or a year. I, you know, I take a shower. I want to get the soap washed off me. <laughs> Look at Nate. He needs it. <laughs> well, we'll find something when the leak guy gets here. He's found him before. So right. we'll put it. We'll put it on the high priority. I think it's Absolutely. definitely needs. And we've talked about it during budget time and stuff. So. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for again? your time on that. You bet. Okay, consent agenda. Motion to approve. So moved. Second. I'll second. Roll call. Whitman. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Beckman. Yeah. Frank. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay, we've got two building permits, Jacobson Seat and Kenny Mullen. Those have been signed. Yes. Need motion to approve. I'll make it. No second. Roll call. Right Thank you. Yes. Frank. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Walton. Yep. Okay, we have a fence permit. <coughs> Sharon and Bill Walton. It's been approved. Yep. It's ready. So I'll move to make the motion. Pick a second. Roll call. Okay, Frank. Yes. Walton. Yep. Thank you. Yes. Beckman. Yes. That would be me, I think. Be. Okay, let's do the administrative report in the middle of the council meeting again. Yeah, just. Uh, not too much for you. This, this deal about this clothing donation bin. Been contacted by um, Threats World and then they're associated with uh, Carroll United Way about putting a clothing donation bin here. Um, and think of it as about the size of a red box machine that this company and, and United Way are responsible for servicing this thing once a week. Interested in your thoughts on that. If <coughs> they're asking to place it on public land, um, you know, and if, if this is something that you might be interested in, I guess I'd suggest that uh, that parking lot there at, at 5th and McClure. But uh, it'll just be a dump site. You just don't know what you're going to get. You know. So if we put this there and people dump stuff outside that box, are they picking it up and only taking what they want? Or? No. Good question. They're responsible for servicing it. If you've ever been here with the Goodwill Trader down by the funeral home, people throw it right in the door, even if it's empty in the front. I know. It, it's just a, another way to get more garbage in town. I like the idea of having that place for people to take their stuff, but if they're not going <coughs> to no. pick up everything, you know, the once a week deal. It does make it look yeah. worse. They'll tell us that now, and then they'll probably oh, couldn't come this week. Um, I think we need to find out some more information on it, on that particular question, because they're taking it to a thrift store, I'm assuming, right? How big is a red box? Eight by eight? Small refrigerator. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Pop machine. Yeah. Nope. Nope. It'll be a mess. It's a good process, but it'll be a mess. When they clean up the house, it'll be there. Yeah. 
Turf World. Trail of Non Trail Knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Down there. They also have that box right in front of their door at Thrift World that you could put it in. It's right in front of their entrance. The same box that they could probably talk about. I, I would think if we could have a bigger box, it would be more satisfactory. But the small box, you're probably going to end up with piles of junk. Yeah. Be a good place for garbage stand up. The Goodwill trailer, I took care of that for a couple of years. You know, when it came to town for a week, everybody threw a pipe inside the building and you had to carry it forward. <laughs> yep. you know, so it was a daily deal. And sometimes it took half an hour to carry shit forward. Yeah, it's not everybody that's going to do that, but you do have a few that are going to come from TVs or anything else down there. Good enough. What, uh, <coughs> So where are we at preparing that uh, ground out of Carstens? Levon Carstens, where the city drove in there? Where? Levon Carstens? South of Dixieland, where South we left the Oh, waiting for it to dry it up. We did put some sand in it, and already we just got to put <coughs> more sand yeah. in it and put some sand on top of it and then put fill in the roads. And then, like, the, where we cut into the streets up on the fireworks, what's our plan there? I'm planning on doing it this week or beginning of next week so it's done for carnival. Okay. Got any more? No, I'll, I'll check on this clothing donation then, but it might take a little while to check on it. Yeah. Okay, our next is Ordinance 523 on the fencing. We had a committee to do that. Mike, you want to expound on what the committee well, did? We've come up with a few things on it um trying to change the ordinance a little bit so it's more um, easy to get along with i guess you'd call it but um I, I still think we need a ways to go um we was gonna permit a low voltage six volt fence during the evening sunset to sunrise um we've been allowed um, chicken wire no taller than two foot um, and be seasonal, um, that would be taken down in the wintertime around your garden or whatever. Um, there's, there's a few issues that I think we need to work out yet that before we drop a new ordinance on it. Though. I mean, I'm not <coughs> completely satisfied with where we've gotten. I mean, there's a lot of fences in town that haven't you know, people don't even get permits to work. I drove through every alley and street and I peeked through neighbor's yard without getting out of the vehicle. I mean, I was, I was just behind Connie there. That's a, it's a mess. And that shouldn't be. They, they didn't get no permit and it's chicken wire. And, um, there, there's several in town. Some of them look nice, but there's some trashy looking stuff. Let's just... I mean, I, I, may I speak? Sure. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, this is such a minute issue that, you know, we put, you know, if the rabbits chew off my wife's plants, mm -hmm. then I'm getting my ass chewed. <laughs> and I can't, you know, it's, it's I, I don't know about electric fences, I, 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 yeah, but I, 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 I want an easy solution for all parties involved. But it, like you said, it's my new deal. And for you. Yeah. 
That, that's that's the can nice I, can I speak? Well, yeah. Go ahead, Duke. I think, like, checking here, I think it's like a minute deal, like Dave, a guy I was trying to check anyway. I think it's, you know, you guys had it, like, an ordinance off the, as electric fence around town. Well, Brad got mad, you know, because his kids are out there, and then it, now it's bring up a big subject, but I'll tell you what, I haven't seen the dog, and they haven't seen their kids on my yard. Everything's calm. You know, and I didn't care if the kids are over there. But every kid, like I said, every kid has to get shocked one little time with a little six bolt. Matter of fact, I was over today. You know, a lot of people don't know, you know, I don't know Tammy Muller, Naps on and in here. But, you know, I don't know if she grew out out in the country. But everybody that knows that they went out in the country, they had electric fences. And, you know, you just say, hey, stay away from me. If you don't, you get shocked at just a touch. It's not a life-threatening deal, you know, everybody thinks it's life-threatening. And you got like Ray Hegrig over there. He's got fruit trees all over in the wintertime. So I'm saying, and he can't present himself tonight because he's, he's hurt. But I think you guys take consideration. you got fruit trees back there, neighbors feeding deers. You know, and you got Ray over here trying to protect them. I think it's just a silly, silly thing to fencing myself, but... Sure, you can run an electric fence along the sidewalk where everybody's walking, you know. But he does it's just, have it He does have an electric fence off front. But it's back away far enough, and nobody's around the area. So, 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 so you got to remember, we have to treat everybody the same in town. And behind Connie's house, this so-called fence to protect the garden, you wouldn't want next to your house, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and I wouldn't want next to mine. Drive yeah, behind... Yeah. Drive behind Ray Hegrich's house, I wouldn't want that next to my house. Now, granted, he lives on the edge of town, yeah. but if we let Ray do it, we also got to let Mike Frank do it, who's in the middle of town. Yeah. And that's why we're trying to come up with something yeah, I know. that it's, works it's to hard. save the rabbits, the deer, you know, and yet protect. And I know you guys are seasonal. You it's know. not as easy as you think it is. Yeah, it's not. But if you go up to Sac City, there's thousands of them. There is a Lake View. What's that? I mean, you don't want to be sad. No, yeah, no. but I'm just telling you, I know, but there's fences all over. But you guys go up there, you guys know as well as I do, you drive up the sack, you got to look out for the herd of deer every time you go up there. Especially in the wintertime you're hunting. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a, just because you had it on the ordinance, I think that's what brought up, and now it's a big cluster. Well, we're trying to fix it is, and I, to make I, it work for everybody yep. in a presentable right. way. I understand. Because I don't want somebody next to me, or I'm sure Dave don't, or you don't either, no. somebody with an eight-foot high chicken wire fence with vines growing up. That well, according to the girls, you'd rather see the chicken wire eight foot instead of electric fence. I'm not talking about compared to this or that. I'm yeah. trying to talk about the people in town I agree that treat everybody the same. Right. What's good for one has to be good for the other. Right. The You're committee right. is trying to be find a compromise. Yeah, this is the, the ordinance exactly we got tonight right. is a compromise yeah. and I think they've done a good job. So. I think so. We're, we're, we're still working on it. Well, okay. I mean, Let I'm the not going to do their job yet. Right. Yep. Find a compromise. That sounds good. Well, thanks you guys. Thanks, thanks a lot. But we're going to do this to get by and, and at least we have something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think no. Well, I appreciate all your time and effort. Thank yeah. you. Let's, can I have the council take a look at page four in the back? <clears throat> I want to talk through this a little bit about, about what we have for current regulation and then you'll see what the proposed reg, uh, the proposed changes would be just a few things about that now if in our current code top of the top of page four there those are the definitions of a fence and a temporary structure so 
the, the fence tells you what it is, an artificially constructed barrier, okay, it, which is 18 inches or, or taller. So we do have a uh, height limit on uh, what we would define to be fences. So if it was 18 inches or, or below 18 inches, then it would not meet the definition of being a fence. Second thing there is temporary structure. In, in this case, it's uh, no foundation or footing, and it's removed when the designated time period activity or use has ceased. And uh, that doesn't come into play very very often. You can think of that as the tropical snow shack type of, uh, of an ordinance where where that truly would be a, a temporary use where they're selling tropical snow for the for the summertime. Okay, third point of, uh, of emphasis there is that the city does not regulate landscaping. We don't have uh, regulations in, in regards to that. And then chapter 40.05, and I tell you what, the police chief came and asked me about this, this section, and we had always talked about the regulations in the zoning code. This is just in the city code itself about barbed wire and electric fences that it's unlawful for a person to use barbed wire or electric fences without consent of the council unless the land is 10 acres or more and used as ag land. So <clears throat> we do have that as, a, uh, as our code right now. And then the committee wanted some, uh, some analysis of, of codes from other communities too. And it looked for, uh, I looked up another dozen communities, and we always look at uh, other lake communities and how everything is done there. So some regional communities, some lake communities. And of the 12, well, I'm going to tell you, at least 10 of them had this exact same code. And that is, that is how they would address, address barbed wire and, uh, and electric fences. They're just not allowed without the uh, consent of the city council, but there's no parameters associated with when the council would give consent. Okay, So when you look at the bottom of the page then to the proposed changes, we do propose a couple of, of uh, additions then to the to definitions, that we would create a definition of what a temporary fence is. And that is a fence that's removed when the designated time period activity or use has ceased. Okay, it includes snow fences and construction sites. Same definition of temporary is what we use for a temporary structure. Garden fence, we would create a definition for a garden fence and in this case it's used in conjunction with the garden and no more than 24 inches high and erected for no longer than April 15th to October 15th. Like, you know, we don't regulate landscaping and stuff so we, we have this uh, exemption then for trellises and that type of stuff. So if you have a trellis greater than 24 inches that's uh, still considered to be a garden fence. And then you get to the meat of what this change would be is that temporary fences and garden fences shall be exempt from the fence regulations, except provisions pertaining to electrification. And then, uh, and then you get to the bottom of page four, which is all of the under, underlying stuff that unless uh, allowed by the council per, per this existing code 40.05, uh, the electric fences shall be powered only by batteries not exceeding uh, 6 volts. Electric fences may not be plugged into 110 volt power. Second thing, be turned off from sunrise to sunset. And third thing, have signs a minimum of one half square foot posted on each side of the fence and spaced no more than 25 feet apart, stating that the fence is electrified. And that would be um, the work of the committee so far. Council, have any more questions? 
page five and six is is an ordinance that uh, implements those recommendations. I'd like to table that ordinance until the committee's done with their work. Second. Uh, I don't know how much more they want to do. What do you have any know, guidelines? Like this, I forward point well, I, I I mean I took a second look at range, you know, and that, that's not it's a livestock panel. It isn't it isn't chicken wire. Well he does have chicken wire at the bottom twenty four inches. But he's got a livestock panel and it's it's presentable, but I'm not like Dale says, I'm not sure I'd want that beside my property. Um but he is trying to protect his fruit trees, so you gotta be I don't know. It's definitely not black and white. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're I like, to, I like to see people have their gardens and their fruit trees, but our, it, it, their location isn't, you know, they're on the edge of town. Should we allow it? Should we not allow it? I, I don't know. It's, uh, he had 18 deer in the backyard. I understand I that. And, I'm, and the neighbor, I know, because I mow her lawn, and she's at eight feet, and she's got Maybe we need an ordinance that says you can't feed the deer in the city limits. <laughs> Maybe the committee I'll look at that. Well, if there's no motion from the council, we'll move on. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys right. have a motion to table? Okay, no, to table it. No, I just thought we wouldn't have it. If there was no motion to do it, we would move on. We'll do a roll call. You had the motion to table? Yep. Okay, so the motion is to table then. Uh, Waltman? Yep. Beckman? Yep. Frank? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay, we have an update from the pickleball ladies. Yeah. Diane? Thanks for the updated numbers, Scott. Does everybody up there have the same Yeah, so that's the same thing that's in their packet. So when you look at the lower right-hand corner, that's a page number. And if you would ever need to refer to a page okay. number, they can follow you. Well, I don't plan to give a lecture here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so you can see the revenues at the top of the sheet and compare them to the expenses and the total cost at the bottom of that first page. And you can see that we have enough money so we are uh, currently discussing whether or not to continue our fundraising efforts. We'd like to sell the 12 remaining bags that we have. Um, but as for continuing with the 50-50 rally at the Stone Pier concerts, we're not sure. Okay, so um, you can see what we are adding around and to the court on that first page. Page number eight, I guess my second page. Page number eight shows the project finished. Page number nine shows the location in the speaker park. The next page shows the, um, the canopy that will be between the splash pad and the pickleball court, cement pad under it, and two pages beyond that shows the picnic table. There will be two of them under the canopy. So once again, that's between the splash pad and the pickleball court. So um, dual purpose there. The page 
between those two, the canopy and the picnic table, shows you the two benches that will be put along the sidewalk at the north side. So that would be between the basketball court and the football court. Along the sidewalk that is uh, going in from the splash pad to, is it McGivern? Ben Memory. Ben Memory. Ben Memory. Ben Memory. No, sorry. You're close. Too many library pages. <laughs> so um, those are the benches. Then after the picnic table page, that's that's a trash can. Pretty important. We don't want to leave our plastic water bottles behind. And then uh, the next page shows the bike rack, which I think is still being discussed. Um, I pointed out that the bike rack at the library really isn't used. Kids just throw their bikes on the ground. But we're thinking maybe adults would have more expensive bicycles <laughs> and want to uh, uh, place them into a bike rack. But I, I don't think it needs to be as big as the one pictured there at the top, personally. And the last page shows you the uh, electrical um, project so it's lighted on all four corners and I think um, if you digest all that if you have any questions I, I would be willing to address those questions and I have the project manager and the financial advisor <laughs> <laughs> next to me I've got um, like the I, I guess I'm against a canopy for number one we've got trees to sit under and whatnot um, the, and going down the line, the benches, you know, don't match the benches that are around the park. They are along they the sidewalks look. now. They do match the they do match the ones that are in the play area. In the play area, but yeah. not around the sidewalk. Going around, we got the stone and. Are they the same as the ones down? They're the not going to go over by the. Between the basketball court and the. I, yeah. I mean, I got an issue because. I had a memorial bench out here and it didn't fit the design criteria because that didn't match what was going to be put in. Well, now we're changing the design criteria just in the park itself. I mean, I don't know why things are changing from one style to the next. We're just trying to keep it um, because it matches the playground. Yeah. We're just trying to keep everything looking. I mean, the, the, the garbage can, the benches, the picnic tables. The, Picking tables match the ones that the shelter has. They're exactly the same. So the, right underneath that new canopy. Mm -hmm. And the canopy that we want to put in there, I think that a lot of people that even that visit the splash pad will enjoy that. I have a ton of people on Facebook that ask questions about that splash pad. It is extremely popular, and that just it it's, just gives us dual purpose. But I mean, we just we just had John in here, you know, expressing his. Yeah. Desire for the, you know, green space and whatnot that our forefathers a, have designated as a park. And you know, when are we going to quit? Like John said, it's just to keep adding and adding. And well, we won't get the whole grant if we don't do something. But I, I would say to you, Mike, that you were the one that wanted in the park. I did. And I, I did. and I told you you would meet opposition. Yeah. And you didn't seem to think it was a problem. And I don't want it to be a project that's. Half asked to be true. Oh, I, I agree. I don't either. I'm, so, and but, because we have the money, we don't spend it all, we don't get it all. Plain and simple. Can, can I ask you so the sidewalk, at least, what's the purpose it's, behind the That'll home? be the sidewalk that connects 
Yeah, I know, but what's the purpose of it going there? I mean... For parking, so no matter which way you park, you can walk on the sidewalk up to the floor. Okay, so from Van Maverick here, right. up this way. Right. So you're parking where? Over on the other side. On the, the east side, east side, the the east side, side. of Van Maverick? Instead of parking here, it depends on how many we have. We have twenty people in fact. I'm just asking the yeah, question. I know. Because I'm just saying. I think we're. I think we're going to need it. So, then the only reason I'm bringing this up, don't take it the wrong way. We have a sidewalk here from walking there, and we have a sidewalk here. Is there a possibility that we could just do a sidewalk here, right next to the basketball court from this other sidewalk? I know. And, and instead of having this one and this one, because I'm trying to keep the space for the kids and stuff to play, and there's no place really there for them to play. But it, but it is. There's there's kids that play there, and you know I've been down there. And you start looking at everything, and the the Easter egg hunt, for example. Now the kids are going to run over the over the sidewalk for this. Just little minute stuff. But John Quinn did have a point, and it's a valid point. The more stuff we keep hitting in the park, the more green space we're taking away. Not against the football court, no way, shape, or form. I'm just saying, it's, it looks like a sidewalk to nowhere. Yeah. It, it actually just, connects it, the two sidewalks. It actually won't go to Van Maverns. It's farther to the yeah. north. It just goes from one but sidewalk this, to the this other. This page is pretty okay. accurate or not yeah. accurate? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. Yeah, it is. I just know it cur it's going to curve over to the other sidewalk. Okay. I'm just trying to think of simplifying and keeping more green space. And I do agree with the bench thing. The benches at the basketball court are now are going to be different than at the pickleball court. And they're different. The pickleball court's different than what's down by the stone piers and down by everything else. I think the benches are a great idea, but why can't we have a uniform bench? Then why do we have a bench a bench that looks like what we picked in the play area? Because we do. So I, I wasn't just saying, you know, it's over there. Question. And same way with the, the garbage cans. We have all the nice stone looking ones. I, did we get them through Bowman at the time? Bowman. You know, I don't care if we get a stone garbage can. I really don't. Well, that, I don't yeah. care. I'm just trying to be more uniform. You know, it's city stuff. <coughs> I mean, I think we've been very amicable. I mean, we didn't put a big high fence in. You know, if you go to SAC, they have high fences on each end. We didn't do that because we knew that it would look better in the park. And last like, Wednesday when you were up there looking at it, we kept it. There's nothing to the east. There's nothing right. to the south. It's just all green. So that way, it, there's nothing. We're not intruding on any green space in that center. And I think that the shade between this pickleball court and or the pickleball court and the splash pad is a great idea. And I don't think it's going to be intrusive to anybody. I actually think the people that come to the splash pad will use it more. Oh, than I do. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I agree with having shade there um, because those trees are big, and a lot of those come down over the years. Um, and I would. If the shade were to help those pickle or the splash pad, I don't know why right. we wouldn't do that. But well, not only that, been. if you get grandma there and she doesn't want right. to get wet, right. she can sit on that picnic table under that shade and not get wet because she's far enough away. But right. she's away from the guns. Right. Because the benches that are around the pickle bar, the splash pad, get wet. Yes. 
Yeah. At least they'd and be far enough away. Yeah. At least help some. Yep. I mean, you're never going to miss them all, but... Because the kids will learn how to make them go farther. <laughs> I've seen them. They do. But we just need to know exactly what we can do so we can order. So I can turn everything on. Well, I think you've done I've an excellent the, job. I've, I've seen the value in the canopy, I guess, for the dual purpose of the splash pad. Yeah. And, you know, just watching the people at the splash pad and visualizing the people at the um, pickleball course, I, I see the benefit in that. And I don't, I don't really think it's going to be look bad. I just don't, I don't think it's going to hurt anybody's line of sight anywhere. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not even done. It's going to be all Lake Blue View. Yeah. Lake but I'd like to, you know, I, you know, this sidewalk thing. You know, if we curve that over a little bit further. Um, but I, I still also think we need to be as uniform you know, on benches, garbage cans. Well, like the only we, you know, we were trying to tie it in more with the playground and the shelter house. Yeah. That that's a, the recreational area of right. the park. That was because the Pier Twenty Five is blue. Right. Yeah, I. I, I and guess, the pickleball. Honestly, I can't remember what those benches look like. So, you know, we've talked about the shapes ever since the day we put the splash pad up. We wanted to do more, but it was too expensive, so the city didn't <coughs> do it. So, if you got donated money doing it, I I don't see why we'd ever not do that. Well, I won't make myself clear. The only reason why I was opposing the canopy is because of what John Quinn said. You know, we're adding things to the park that we, we need to slow down. Well, I mean, it's well to me. But that's frustrating. It's frustrating when you gave us the permission, and now you're trying to back up. Well, I. But and, and but it, it's. I understand his point, I, I and we too. have been very careful that we're not taking any more than that space and that there's still plenty of green space for them to play. That little area for that shade, they're never going to I agree, it, and I think it's a good idea. On the other side of the deal, you know, for grandparents and whatnot, but I just, in the back of my mind, I'm listening to John, and I... He had that, said, what he said to me was, because I went and visited him a while back, and he was like, I just don't want anything else up the pickleball court. And we're like, I don't see what else. We, we really shouldn't put anything else in there, you know, yeah. but... One, one thing I didn't mention is because we we're going to have a little extra money, we figured down where the kayaks are rented and, and everything that maybe we should have some pickleballs and pickleball paddles down there if there are campers or other visitors to the community. That we would let them out through the camp, through the campground yeah. office. Yeah. Oh, that and we said we would plant a new tree because oh, yeah. we took a tree down. Yeah. So we yeah. said we would pay for a new tree. And I think the park board is going to talk to you about what kind of tree yeah. and where and you know I meant to Scott. We don't want an ash tree. No, <laughs> no ash tree. Just, just so it's right up front. Or cottonwood. Or cottonwoods. No. Cotton no. 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 So we're trying to put that what we took out. Yeah. Well, I think you're doing an excellent job. Just keep going. Okay. I just have to. I'll need all the costs from you. Yeah, I guess I need to know that the the council's on board on board with this and ready to go. Because, or at least the, at the uh, very least, the next step would be to actually bid these out and 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 have the prices and know exactly what it's going to be. And and they're the estimates are are, are pretty darn good estimates, but uh, but they are still estimates. Can we have another proposal with building the sidewalk to the north a little bit? 
Yeah. You know, we, when I talked to Lon, I said, you know, we're open to your. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just that line. Well, no, I bet this way. Why not? Why not just come straight this way? <coughs> Ties it into that sidewalk. That's what I meant. As long as we have a sidewalk that we don't have to walk on the grass to get right. They don't want to get their shoes wet, so it's going to be right on the sidewalk. Yeah. I'm being sarcastic. No, you're kind of right, though, because so exactly. you don't want to slip. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the only sidewalk then, Dale? Well, that, that's my proposal. Yeah, on. This, this is from the splash pad down, so you're, right. you're not going to walk this way and come down. You know, so you <coughs> walk here. Yeah, and I, I, I would assume most people would park over here on this. And, 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 and if some do park down here, it ain't. You know what I mean? That's just my proposal. So that's just my ideas. Well, can't we get an estimate on the cement sidewalk two different ways? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I don't think it's going to make much difference. No, <laughs> not in the dollars. Just, it's just clean. But the seat what looks that like. area clean from the pickleball court to the east. <clears throat> it's all cleaned up. So can you anyway. talk a little bit about? Uh, <coughs> no. I got a question on the shade structure. Is that I'm looking at? Is that what type of materials on the top? It will match the one that's in the splash pad. Yeah. It's like a sunbrella fabric. Does that um, come down every year? It can. Okay, and it's best if they do. The one like at the splash pad is such a pain to to take up and down. It is not. It's been it's been left up through the winter. But uh, uh, these can, and actually, if you get them with a a quick attach. Type of a and a deal is just uh, does make it much more easier to take on. Um, about I asked them for some spec on that, mainly about the the height, and I did not get total height to the to the peak on that thing. But the minimum minimum height at the edge of the shade is eight feet, and it in this will actually. Visually, the this new shade would actually be a little lower than than the existing shade that's there because just because of the way the ground falls off. And when we get the shade structure, can we get a spare top canopy? Can you bid that for me? No. The reason I said the, re the reason I'm asking that is somehow sometime between now and five years from now, if a tree branch would fall and go through it. Yeah. Now we don't have the expense to replace it. We actually have a fair one we can well, put up there. That's the other thing we wanted to do with the foundation. Any project that completes is completed and has some money left over. For instance, the splash pad has about sixteen hundred dollars. We keep it in a separate line item in our account, and that is there for until someone needs it. So if we have some extra, we will keep enough for a shade. And I'm just trying to be. But yeah, we can do two shades. Just trying to be proactive, like why not buy a spare? As long as somebody knows where it is and doesn't get lost. Mm -hmm. You get where I'm coming from. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because <coughs> we have a nice free place to store it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, somebody will be able to find it five years uh, from now. That fabric is is heavy. Yeah. yeah. But you can at least see what they say. But we get a price. I I have a with that. So we want to get a motion to continue on as long as we get prices on two different cement styles. Is that what you want, Dale? <coughs> the designs? I would just like to see the cement sidewalk go east of the basketball court to the north, in my opinion, and then come up to the west end of the pickleball court to the 
maybe curve to the shade structure. If that's the way they, or unless that shade structure is going to be attached to the apron, I'm not 100% sure. No. Um, follow what so I'm saying. How are those benches then that we have planned between the basketball court and the football court? Where will they be? They can still They'll remain still there as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I'm just, a, it's just my opinion. Just, I'm only one of five. But then maybe, like as you can see here, maybe, you know. Where are you putting the sidewalk? Where are you? Well, I think the sidewalk should be here. Oh. Is where I think it should be. That's only my opinion. And I think there should be one here. Oh. Like okay. this. And then you've got your benches here. Follow what I'm saying? And that frees up all this space. Yeah. Yep. But that's up to the rest of the council. That's what I would project to propose. On the benches, Scott, do you want to get a proposal or get a, a bid from our price from the people that have the other benches, the memorial benches, and see what they cost compared to what we did? Just so we know, so we can see. They are 100 bucks higher? Yeah, no, $150 higher. But Which one's that, excuse me, because the memorial ones? Yeah, the memorial ones. But that always includes the plaque when we do it. So. Um, it'll be some something a little bit more, but but uh, kind of similar. Yeah, go ahead and get price for those, and we'll look We just need benches with backs. Right. Oh, we. Oh, that's a good point. We would get the same style that we okay. that we have in other places. Right. So, those yeah. are fine. But the but the fence we're putting is a chain link fence, right? Yes. And that meets our ordinance, right? It's a four foot tall plastic coated chain. Link fence. And that meets our ordinance. Yes. Oh. That's like a fence around a yard, right? Yes. And it's a pretty nice, it's pretty yeah. it's not, I, did, you know, yeah. well, I just wanted you to know it didn't. Yeah, somebody it whispered work. in my ear, maybe want to check with our fence on this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, pretty, it's a nice looking one. It's not, it's not yeah. electrified yeah. either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not chicken wire. No. So is that going to be gas. black, black black sacks? Yeah. Black, yeah. And it'll have the That's top of the Padding on the top. Yeah. That's pretty sharp. And that'll be like big blue. The pad. Do these always have the padding on top, or do they just get that? Mm -hmm. That's been there as long as I know. Yeah. Okay. There's a red. I, I, it's not like really padding. No, it's, it's just, just a plastic. plastic yeah. 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 I drove by it the other It's not day. like Little League where they have the actual padding. And hopefully like our gate latches will work better. Yes. Yeah. There's a horrible. I noticed there's a rope. Yeah. So I make a motion to move forward with the the ball ports with the changes with the additions yes move forward with the uh, like this with the amenities when the yeah with changes yep so what is the change it's just the it's sidewalk, the sidewalk and potentially awesome. uh bench bench, bench style and and yeah look at, just look at the other bench style and you know, I understand that. But I just don't know how they would look with the, with the picnic table. That's well, yeah, you know, you got the picnic table to match, good. and you got yeah. the camp robber match. Either way, I'm fine with it. So I just these benches, the memorial benches, along the lake and the east side of the park. We don't want to put any like along that sidewalk that will look like it's part of that. They're all that same. They the benches are going to be closer to the. Right. My understanding. They're not. They're up here. I don't think they're going to be yeah. key. They're not here. I guess. I'm we can take a chance. Oh, you happy with that? Dave has a motion. Do I have a second? 
I'll second it. Roll call. What? Okay. Waltman. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Frank. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Thank you, ladies. Thanks. Or pickleball people, whatever you want to be called. <laughs> okay, so we have some closures for the water carnival. Everybody's read their packet? Just uh, a lot of the water carnival is uh, the activities are largely the, the same as, as what they've been traditional in the past. Uh, parade route is proposed to be the same, goes down to First Street. Motion to approve? I'll make that motion. Second. Roll call. Frank? Yes. Beckman? Yes. Waltman? Yes. Stankian? Yes. Do we need to approve the payment for the 2022 street project? Yeah, just uh, I would rec certainly recommend yeah. uh, payment for this. Streets look good here uh, the month later. Everything still looks really, really good. They said they were coming back to apply that patch. Um, yeah, I have not heard Which they have not, and that's just uh, <laughs> a schmear and then a sand on top of the is that up at school? Ah, it's right by Casey Schwanz's. Have they come back with the seal code? No, I have, I have not heard. I called left a message today. I'll make that motion. Second. Second. Roll call. Thank you. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Frank. Yes. Holden. Yes. Okay, we'll move on to the Hanson Street surfacing. If the the council has some options in their packet, but uh, if anybody would like to address them on needs for the Hanson Street, please come up to the podium and tell us who you are and tell us what you need. Please. Um, I'm Jennifer Reeder. I am a business owner, property owner, resident. Um, I have several rental properties. And most recently, I'm working on purchasing the Meredith property directly behind our house in the alley. And planning to fix it up so it's not such a nice order and make it um, rentable, attractive property. Um, that street, I had no idea how busy it was until we moved there. And it is constant, constant, constant traffic. Um, I know they put the dust controls stuff on there. That doesn't really help. There is absolutely no way you can leave your windows open, your car doors it's constantly covered with dust. Um, it's a high rate of speed. I suggested also putting <laughs> some speed bumps back there, but I'm not sure how all the truckers and the maintenance <laughs> people would like it. I was planning to get video of what it actually looked like because I do have security cameras on the garage. Um, so you could see what a dust storm that actually is and the high rates of speed that constantly go through there. I know there's other properties and developments down the road that people are thinking about and working on, which, as you know, making our community grow, which is I feel is important. Um, we definitely need some more affordable income. I get calls constantly from people wanting to rent my properties, and I don't have anything open. Um, so we need workforce, because I'm very short, as you know, the corp's very short. It slows their business for some of the time because they can't get enough help. It's it's awful. So we definitely need to have affordable housing that we can use the workforce in our area. And I'm not sure how the city is doing with employees, um, but I know Sandy had issues with trying to employ people. It's and right now with the high rates of what our houses are, they're not really affordable. So I would like to 
make that area also for affordable um, rental property that's also attractive and I think it would help very much to have that street not such a dust bowl um, back there. I would like that to be taken into consideration and if anyone needs I can get the videos um, of what it actually is like back there when it's uh, a dust bowl. Thanks Jennifer. Yep. John? <clears throat> I'm just putting up a building now on, on Hanson Street and the dust is I didn't realize it was that bad until I was down there working on my building and it gets so bad it circulates through there like like a little whirlwind I mean it, it comes through heavy and right now it's not a big deal for me but once I get the building up and everything I don't want to have to leave the door shut and everything all the time just because the dust is blowing and Jennifer's got a good point on that too because she's going to have rental property down there and she hopefully is going to make this look pretty nice I know it's, it's going to take some work <laughs> Sam's got nothing to do, so he can <laughs> But uh, I myself, I think, you know, $140,000 is written in paper is extremely a lot of money to pay that little street. But if you can get by with, you're talking eighteen to 30000 on doing something a lot smaller scale, then I wouldn't be up here for it if I thought you were going to spend $140,000 in paving that street. Because there's a lot of other places in town that money could go to the street. But if you're talking eighteen to thirty thousand, you know, you're not talking that much money there. And if it would help with that dust, I think it'd be a great idea myself. But that's all I got. Thanks, John. Yeah, I don't have a lot because I've been talking about this for a while. Um, I did talk to Larry Dalwell, you know. Um, between my assessed valuation, Jennifer and Sam's when they get done, Larry Dalwell's building permits at three hundred fifty thousand. Um you know, that's a million dollars worth of tax base assessment that is raised in that neighborhood, and that doesn't count outlet 20, which is going to be the affordable housing. You know, we really need that project to move forward. Um, I have talked to Paul Kramer a few times, you know, he would like to see this, this road something done too, so that he can market those properties when he does get a build. So I just kind of want you to consider the amount of money that we've added to that neighborhood. So, and I, I'm like John, I'm all in favor of something cheaper, not, I don't expect it to be a paved road, but I did think the ground up asphalt yeah, and, agreed. yeah, and if they could coat it, you, you talked, Dean talked about coating it, so, um, I'm hoping you'll take a look at that. Thank you, Vicki. Thanks. They just, I guess, just a couple things to, to note then that we received this written uh, uh, letter from Larry Double in his opinions on the uh, on the resurfacing and then I did get a, an email today from Paul Kramer about that also just very much in support of, of anything that could be done with with uh, some type of a hard surface on the road and the council has what to say well I'm not in favor of doing a cheap deal I mean it it's, seems like you're putting a band-aid on it for a year or two and then it's just going to be broke up um, it and to do it in an expensive deal, it, it's going to take quite a bit. By the time you engineer it, regrade it, you know, there's a lot of you, you can sit at Fifth Street, look north, there's a lot of fall there, and a lot of fall of it falls to the west side of that street. Um, 
it goes in the gutter and goes to that drain. It, it but to, to get it graded down and everything, I, I don't know. It, it just, I, 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 I hate just putting band-aids on stuff. I like well, to see it done right. Well, then that's why the dust control is a big band-aid. Does that go last? Well, I agree. The thing is, is if you can't afford to do it the way you want to do it, so you're going to wait three, five years, you might just, well, put a band-aid on it for now, and then in three or five years, look at something more permanent. I mean, and degrade it the way you want to, I don't see how you're going to be able to do that. The, so now the driveways back there, which I don't have one, but there's two or three that do. And then West Street can't take any more water, I'll tell you. They can't take any more water. I agree. The thing I'm thinking about is I disagree with Mike a little bit on, I, I'm, I guess I'm in favor of the Band-Aid for right now because once we we could solve that problem when we start bringing other streets in with the new development. So, I mean, I think it's... The guy from Midwest Coatings, though, told us that it would, the potholes would still be there, everything would still be there. Could match the rest of the streets in town, then. <laughs> not the one by Scott's house. Well, not no. That's pretty no. good. Yeah, no. well, but but potholes happen no matter what we him? do. I talked to him, and he said if you put the grindings down, then you put seal coat on top of it, it lasts a little bit longer than just putting the grindings down and packing them down. Um, but there again, eventually the potholes will come back out. So as it was, they, it was, grindings were put on it at one time because that's what we're ripping up and why the potholes are still there, even after we... Well, it must there. have been 30 years ago. Potholes are more by the stop sign. Yes, there are those, There's two. There are some by your guys'... So I, I think there's two different issues. There's a pothole issue and a dust issue. The, and I, I guess whatever just we're talking about here is going to take care of the dust issue, but not the pothole issue. So it's the potholes will slow the trucks down. Yes. Well, no, it's my speed bump. They should be addressed also. Right? They, don't. they don't need to be driving 30 miles an hour down that street. It's 25 it's, mile an hour, which I think is too fast. But it isn't it's terrible, yeah. and it isn't just the city down. employees either. Those those people going back there for storage units. I mean, it isn't the city. It's not just the city. Yeah. It's the truckers. There's people that go from High Street down through, down the through there all the time. I mean, it says it's not a through street. Yeah, but it is. It it's a dead end. It's constant. It's well, there's a lot of storage units back there. I mean, people are going down there all the time, and and now we got Jacobsons. We've got semis going down in there all the time. Yeah, it's it's very very busy. So, if we resurface this, do we assess the homeowners that are asking for this? That was my next question. Well, because Sunset Drive got assessed to all them homeowners. We already are being assessed. And that was a private, almost I mean, a private drive that's used only by those residents. This isn't the residents using this. Right. It's the city. The rental And the, the city. rental places. This, these aren't us using it. So, you guys want dust control because you're not using it. Right. Okay, so we can dust control it with the same thing we've been doing. It doesn't, it doesn't work. That don't last at you all. You come and sit down. I will tell you, there was it didn't work. last three days. Nope. I it was, videos it was it. the biggest waste of money you've probably spent. Oh, no, we've wasted more money than that. No, I, $30,000 wouldn't be so bad. I guess I'd, I'd tell you, you know, we, we talked with Vicki about having an additional application of of dust control and we have an additional application of dust control here and and whether it it may show up tomorrow or certainly show up within the next few days but it's a different but it, it didn't it's not it didn't last it didn't last it's i mean it last longer than shit. 
it doesn't last. I mean, right after they did it, it I mean, it, you still have the dust. And but, I'm okay, but of course we've done this for years because people find value in it being done. I understand that, but I understand you didn't that. have as much people as close to it, and me trying to get new rental property to increase. I, people come into town, and that is right on that road. That's going to be an issue. And okay. I think I the traffic so. that's on that road has increased, Scott. That could be. But I, I'm just, I guess, telling everybody, there's going to be more dust control coming here shortly. Well, I'm, it's a waste of money. And I can, like I said, I can provide video about that shortly. I can go back and show what right after you did it and how soon what it looks like back there. Well, I don't think Sunset Drive and Hanson Street are, that's apples and oranges. They're all different. Right. I've had people approach me on it. So I'm going to tell you, it's going to, be a, it's going to be a snowball effect. Well, we're not going to do any alleys. That's about the only street we've got left. No, it's not. We've got Adams Street. No, we're going to work on that after we fix this one, I guess. I had somebody approach me just over here, half a block. If you do that street, I got a alley behind me, it's commercial on this end of the block and residential on the other end of the block. Are they going to do that alley too? I think you could do a traffic assessment. That's what I was going to say. Why don't you put a traffic counter to Well, I'm, I'm just talking to you. People are coming up to us. And, and we're not going to make counter, anything. Yeah. You have to, you have to remember apples. the city up and down there constantly. So this up here, they don't drive up and down that alley. The city does Just don't. put a counter to see how much. Well, I'm just... Well, just yeah, because yeah. two or three people come up and say, "Oh, we got to do this too," that doesn't mean we can't. We got to fix the problem we got. Four here. That's you know, and Larry Delwell sent his, and then we got uh, Paul Kramer. Paul Kramer. Uh, well, it's a poor way to attract people to town if they got to have a dust come in a new house. I'm not in favor of spending the money. Uh, I'm you can't open your garage doors. You can't even leave them open at all. If we get that affordable housing down the end of that road, two to three years from now. You're going to have a hell of a lot of traffic. That It's right behind it. It's it the same down, situation. It goes down yeah. the other street. That's cul-de-sac going back into that affordable. Yeah. But so the houses are going to be, be There's position. no access from that maybe, street. Maybe the dust won't go there, huh? That's what I was going to say. Maybe the dust won't blow down on them then. Yeah. Because... Because there's no road. It is probably a safety issue, and this council is well aware of safety. We've got to be safety oriented here. I'll make a motion. I'm going to make a motion that we continue with the dust control on Hanson Street until we evaluate more traffic. I'll second that. Roll call. We're going to kick this down the road. So you're going to do an assessment of the traffic? No, nothing's going to happen. Roll call. Got to make sure this is right. Continue with dust control until we do a traffic assessment. Is that Yep. You have to be one of their friends. Roll call. Okay. Okay, Beckman. Yes. Frank. Yes. Thank you. No. Whitman. No. The motion dies. Tie vote. Well, we can bring it back up because that's what they did a while back. Yes. Can you get new information? Which is going to be a traffic? To me, it's just not the budget this year. But the budget means nothing now because we spent a lot of money on the cops, so the budget doesn't work. You're an advisor. You don't get an opinion on this. I get to get an opinion anytime I want. No, you don't. I read that. Well, I got the rules right here. I'll tell you what I think. I got an opinion. 
Everybody's got one. Okay, sewer solutions, maintenance report. Dean? So, uh, Shane from CIT gave me, you know, a list of all the stuff that uh, needs to be done, like uh, the CIP, On the 8-inch, there's six of them. The CIP point compare is uh, it's like a fiberglass. I'm just using fiberglass because of what it looks like. But it's basically a liner. It'll go in, it'll swell up. They'll put a pressure tank on it, swell it up the size of the pipe. It'll uh, seal it up your cracks. You've got a hole. Um, you're seeing where it's leaking. They'll do it all inside. They don't have to go through and uh, tear up the roads or anything like that. Um, there's six of them in uh, in the eight-inch pipe. Ten-inch. There's one. Um, they have to do some root cutting and stuff, um, televising, and like the robotic cutting. It's an estimated time. Um, it could take a shorter amount of time, so it'd be less money. It could be longer amount of time. Um, that's why it's all estimated. Same with the root cutting and, and cleaning and the televising. Um, you know, I talked to Shane today about some of it down on uh, South State Road right there at Provost. Um, there are some areas that he didn't put down in here that might be needing a little bit more. And so that would be a, you know, like a change order. Um, it would be a, um, you know, Hourly rate is what he said. So, you know, if there's some cutting or some uh, <coughs> cleaning, stuff like that, cameraing, it'd be an hourly type rate. Council, have any questions for him? Yes, just a minute here. So, we're going to repair. In the eight-inch tile, we're going to repair four foot of it by the joints six times. Correct. So we're repairing just six joints. Correct. And which six are them? Do um, we know? We had them on. <coughs> so on page nineteen, he has them on. Uh,
Yeah, that 263-foot is uh, infiltration gusher, gusher, sorry, out to the hanky. So it's not 259 feet of pipe. No, pipe, correct. It is at 259 feet deep. of the. Correct. Okay. And when we were watching that video, how many different times did we see water <laughs> coming in? Some was more than others. Some wasn't so bad. Yeah. But are we fixing like just them four in that proposal? Correct. That was his recommendation. This is what he recommended. Yes. Or six. I guess it's, it's six. Total, total seven of them there, and that's it. Yeah. And then we're cutting out the the roots in the other area. Is that right. roots that we're cutting out? Them are all on provost. Or South State Road, maybe is how I should say it. Yeah. I know there are some roots like in on West Street as well. Which one's West Street? That would be down <coughs> oh, lot twenty. Oh, okay. Oh, the outlet twenty. Oh, yes. Where did they? It, it says. Grease. Where would where would that grease come from in a everywhere? Um, when somebody washes their dishes and they get a thing of hamburger, they don't necessarily throw all their grease into the trash. Goes down the drain. It adds up. Um, but your restaurants put out more grease um, because they do more dishes. Right. Um, the uh, Mexican restaurant. They put out a lot of grease. They do have a grease trap and stuff like that. Mary but down there saw that. It's just they do a lot of dishes with, uh, they have a lot of grease in their food. So that goes down the drain. Oh, um, good. What's that? It's all good. Oh, <laughs> <Sounds> good. <laughs> good. Then you can come help clean it next time and you'll see how good that grease is. I just, I just thought it sounded weird that on West Street, you know, the grease grew out. <coughs> Where did it generate from? Well, see, it does come from out there, and it will come through the pipe that's under the lake to each lift station, and then comes ends up going right down that pipe. Same thing. And then you add up other people's grease, and it yeah. just adds up. We did put some uh, uh, degreaser down some lift stations, and actually did it actually down that pipe that comes from the. Uh, uh, Mexican restaurant here three months ago. So I do see that it's a change order for request for additional work not included. So if they find more cracks, is it going to be like in an 8 inch pipe, <coughs> 3,000 per one, and a 10 inch one going to be 3320 per one? Do we know that? Uh, no. Well, if, if, the, if it would be that same repair deal, it would be that same per yeah. cost, yes. But uh, you know, these, they've identified what they think think these would be the big ones to address. Correct. Okay, so they're also then just saying, you know, that there's some minor cracking and everything throughout. That's not being <coughs> addressed through this. Is just right. just uh, addressing the biggest you know, the, the, the bigger problems, biggest roof problems, uh, broken pipe. Uh, <coughs> Scott watched a video today. Watched uh, a YouTube video on how it's done. Um, and then we also, uh, Shane sent pictures of some that he did, and it was a, it was an eight-inch pipe that looked like it was going to collapse. They put this uh, sip in there, and then you 
you can still see the deformity a little bit in it, but it was straight through, wasn't going to collapse. Did you tell them 50 year warranty? 50 year warranty, it's uh, 3 millimeters thick. Yep, 50 year, year warranty. How old is this guy? <laughs> well, I think his dad started it. His dad just retired two years ago. Shane's a young guy. Mine is 30. <laughs> yeah, if, if this was something that you that you wanted to pursue, yeah, I want to make sure that, that this issue is addressed. The, the, the contract and the scope of work lays out these these seven points that would be repaired and, and has just been estimate time for for cutting and root, and root cleaning and then any sewer cleaning. Okay, it just has, has estimates associated with that. So the, uh, the actual bill would be based on actual time. So if it's less, it's a little bit less, but it could conceivably be more. But this is, this is a an opportunity to to fix it and there is no restoration surface restoration involved with anything you know you're not ever digging anything Dean do you think it's going to be a, a good type of restoration in the pipe yes, it, it's going to work will we have to do another something like this another year or two in other spots yes uh, you could, but these these are the major open. ones. Yep, these are your major ones. <coughs> Most of this is the hanky stuff. If I read this right, five, five out of the seven are for the hanky one, correct? Mm -hmm. On page nineteen. Yep, I agree. Five, five out of seven. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so the majority of this cost, because there, well, I can't say that. I gotta back up. This uh, hourly robotic cutting is that for throughout everywhere? There's six of them. That, that is the estimate for everywhere. Yeah. But the biggest issues like on cutting and whatnot was actually through Provost and up and through yeah. the uh, so, so that where the root stuff is. Mm -hmm. yeah. <coughs> and the hourly televising estimated time, is that after it's done? Um, usually when he's doing it, he's got that root cutter and that camera going like this to make sure he's got all the roots out. He's watching that constantly. So that's why that and the root cutting is estimated at the same. So it's 800 bucks. So it's 200 bucks an hour. <coughs> the only reason I'm asking these questions is on the hanky deal, are we better off to replace that whole line in the field with new instead of keeping the band-aid on it with this stuff that's 
you know what I mean, that we got to keep going back in. At what point uh, do, we, do we surpass our cost of replacement with new sewer? Follow what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's in a field. He thought that that sewer actually looked really good. Um, just got the minor cracks in it. It's got the minor cracks, a couple spots in it. Um, one of them was, this, uh, it was like a patch, you know, but it wasn't a complete circle patch. It was more of a, they put a patch up on the wall and then it just fell. Um, that was one of, that was a patch there. Um, but he thought the whole pipe looked pretty good. Okay. Um, if anything, it'd be, I mean, if you wanted to go and make it a perfect deal, you could line the whole thing. Instead of digging it all up and you know, do we have an estimated cost of that? No, I do not. Because we know we have an infiltration project problem in that line. <coughs> because that lift station runs on South State Road. There, that lift station runs when there's no sewer being run to it. <laughs> You're right. Correct. Sure. And we we haven't priced a a uh, lining a complete lining up there, Dale. Other other than to to tell you, it'd be pretty pricey. I mean, it's pretty expensive, and it'd be hundreds of thousands of dollars. But what would replacement cost? Then? That's you know, less. Shit, that's a no no. <laughs> laying laying that. I don't know. It would still be cheaper to line it. I would certainly expect it. Um, also, got to think about if you're doing a the housing project out there, that lift station, that wet well that's in front of the pumps, is just a manhole. That's like if you're going to put a big project out there, you're going to have to increase that size of that uh, wet well. When will we know on this development thing? How about Hankies? Nothing. With the. With the um, with the county money? Yeah. Our next meeting is then right after Water Carnival. And that would be the next countywide uh, housing meeting. And would look to hopefully come up with some type of a recommendation from that group and proceed to the county from there. So whether that's uh, around the first part of August, I would, would anticipate hopefully we could have something go to the Board of Supervisors. So if, if this development is <coughs> through, Wouldn't we be wise to either line the whole thing or replace it for new for a new development instead of having a fifty-year-old pipe that we're hooking onto? Why it's new? Uh, Opinions. Aren't there a lot of streets in town that are eighty years old? The sewers. Yeah, just we do, but the, you know, <clears throat> at some point in time, we've got to fix that stuff. And now, it, I'm just asking the question. We know this has been that way. Do we look at other options? I'm in favor of the lining part to fix it. Don't get me wrong. But if we're going to have 25 new homes out there, we're going to have people tapping into it 25 times, potentially. 50. Okay. Is that a clay tile line? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you tap it, you're going to have problems. You can't tap a clay tile and keep it from splitting and cracking and everything else. Something to think about, you know. And all the clay tile I see in the camera, I mean, it's it's all running to the end of its life. All the joints are starting to go bad in all of it. 
it's you know it's ran its life expectancy and like you said mayor some of the sewers in town are 80 years old but those houses that are around them are 80 years old as well you know you're going to put a brand new house out there 80 years from now it may still be standing that clay tile is going to be shot and you're going to have to go through people's yards and driveways and through the street i'm, I'm, street. I'm thinking i mean i like the fact that we're going to move forward and fix something don't yeah. you but maybe we need to reevaluate this in 30 days yeah. and maybe get a cost of lining it. We can. We can or, get a cost of lining it. Or a cost of replacing it so we know what our options are. Instead of. I would definitely, if you're thinking about lining it, do it before you have anybody tap it. Right. Right. If you tap it and they line it, if they miss one, then it's. This cut one out, it's it's big mess. I'm I've actually been there on that new line, but if you know we'll know more in a month where that development thing's gonna go. Gotta find out. Kind of get some money, that's our first that's right. the priority. I mean yep. that's they won't move until they know the cash is in the bag. So correct. Yeah, and I I, I follow that. But we're this close to finding that out, right? Thirty days, forty five. True. Yeah. Does I that thought they know by the first? I thought it was going to be the end of July. Did I misunderstand that? No, it, the money it can come now anytime. I actually got a, an email today in regards to the city's portion of that that was still asking for a new identifier number about how they how they give money out. So uh, ours apparently it's going to be a few more weeks before we would get our money. So yeah, we can get some costs on uh, on lining, and then we can also just put a put a number together about what replacement would be. I would think somebody like King could give us a pretty rough idea. That's what I'm sure that's what we need to do is contact King. Yeah, I mean that's my idea. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have trouble down the line if you don't do it. No matter, <coughs> and that's what we've been doing. We've been where our problem areas are and stuck there, but. This whole works is going to take some time and take some money to replace it all because it's, like I said, the infrastructure is, you know, we're talking 75 years to 80 years, you know, that's what the sewer plant out there, we had, part of that sewer plant was from the 30s. Right. So, you know, the life expectancy. I, I believe someday that will be developed. It might not be tomorrow, it might not be next year or the year after, but someday that's going to get developed and then. We've got a bad sewer line out there. That's my thoughts. Yep, that makes sense. So, like I said, and guess what? The cost ain't going to get any cheap. It ain't. You're right. <coughs> that, your interest rates. And so, can we get them to, are you guys in favor of getting them to other estimates? Yeah, so we, we can make it, and then we'll know more in 30 days? We're doing diligence. That's the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking at different options. I know, you know, it moves slow for some people, but that's the way, it, that's just the way it works. And so we've got to just one step at a time. And we've identified some of the problems throughout the city. Now we got to figure out how to pay for them and get them done. Right. Do we need a motion on that or just? No, we'll just um, I just got notes on, okay. on getting a cost estimate for lining and, and replacing. Um, Focusing on the Hanky property, this is what I've... Yeah, and I'm not saying we shouldn't move forward on that Provost thing to get that stuff cut out in Outlaw 20, because them projects are moving forward. 
Yeah, just but the, yeah. but then we want to make sure we're not bringing the mobilization that comes into town. Pay mobilization. Correct. That was five thousand bucks. Correct. Yeah. About <coughs> twenty something. Fifty-five hundred for that plus the other stuff. So, you know, before we spend the other twenty-four thousand, just this week. Yeah, there's no there's no rush to to jump right into anything. We'll okay. we'll get this information first. Okay, we we'll move on to the recycle bins. Yeah. Our options are? Just that, so uh, for years and years and years, uh, Brud has provided those blue recycle bins. Over the cost of, uh, over over time, the cost of those things has, has continued to go up. Brud's not too excited about continuing to provide them. The agreement that we have with Rudd is silent about that. It, do, it doesn't say that they provide it, they, they, are, they have to provide machinery and equipment. Um, it doesn't say anything about, about recycle bins, and you know, certainly doesn't say anything about garbage cans and that type of stuff. Um, the price keeps going up. What did I tell you? The price was now 20, 27 bucks a piece. 20, about $27 is what uh, Robbie had, had uh, looking at his suppliers about getting those same high quality Thick, uh, thick plastic recycle bins. Um, but I'm just interested in your thoughts about about what what we should do. You know whether we we buy some and continue to offer them to basically anybody who comes in and uh, and asks them, or do we buy some and, and and sell them at cost or at potentially at a reduced cost, or do we provide do we buy some and still provide the first one to to a, a new customer and everybody else buys. Um, what's your thoughts? When they leave town, they steal them anyway. Why give them away? There's, we certainly do want to do what we can to incentivize people to recycle too. We do that by charging for the bags. Sure. <clears throat> there is, there's nothing that says we provide a recycle bin. You know, so if, if you want, uh, if how old today? I mean, average. If, I don't. You might not even know how many do we provide, or how many does Rudd provide at the current time on an average per month or six months? Or yeah. Um, yeah, we would go through six or eight of them a month. Six or eight of them a month. Yep. I'm uh, I'm not sold on the notion that we keep providing them to everybody who loses their bin or anything like that. You know, I I do think it's important that we when we get a new customer if they don't have a bin we can provide them a bin. But uh, af after that, if 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 people lose them, which happens, especially because they blow away, you know. High winds, they you you lose them that way. But I mean, I'm guilty. I got two of them, but I got tore down both houses, and they both had one. Sure. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't get one from the neighbors who blew up in your place? Pardon? You didn't get one from the neighbor that blew? Up. No, blew no. Up. It, both both rain houses had them, and I left my old one at my old house. I didn't take it with me. Yeah. I mean, I I'd say you know just off the top of my head, provide the first one, and then. Anything after that is charging costs. 
Got a motion, Dave? Okay. Second? Second. Roll call. So we provide the first one yep. to new customers. Can we, um, I mean, on the side of that bins it says we recycle or something, can we put on there a property of the city of Lakeview or something? It can be done. And we would, uh, you know, it, it adds to the cost. And I don't know that it would say property of. Well, uh, I, I, I think uh, some of them out there, and I'm. And some of them do say red sanitation, but it. Red recycling on them, or red sanitation on them. That was a weird deal because that's also got a 319 phone number they happen to acquire them from another red sanitation company. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm guessing, you know, that might be deter them from walking off with them when they move. Sure. Well, we had totes there in Farmer Bach, and we'd have to replace anywhere from five or six thousand a year. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody had some in their garage somewhere. Okay. So we get one, and then we charge them after that. Yeah. Um, you may see this issue come back back to the council. This may need to be an ordinance for them to sell. But uh, uh, for now, we have a motion. Yeah. So now it's provide the first one. To new customers, and and then we would sell them to customers at cost. Roll call. Okay, Walton. Yep. Frank. Yes. Stankin. Yes. Beckman. Yep. Yes. We need to resolve the residency requirement for the PD. Everybody's thoughts. I have been giving that a lot of thought. And we, you know, we got we got four. We'll have four officers. And Barry. Few times will we be having a non call person, right? I mean, yeah, it'll be rare. Very rare. Once, once we get the board, board. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, I don't know. I think I'm going to, it's a tough thing, but I, I, I think um, for the amount of time that there is going to be an on-call person, I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue. So uh, I guess I'm leaning more towards Chris's suggestion. They have a 30-minute response. Yeah, for on-call. Yeah. But yet they have to live within an hour. I'm not in favor of the hour drive time. I really am not. But that's just my opinion. And I talked to, uh, I actually talked to two former police officers in Lakeview. And the on-call response time, I said to them, well, that's because you told me it was like 3 to 5 is when we're on call. When they'd be on well, yeah. <laughs> like I said, once we get manned up, that's pretty much going to go away. The three to five. Yeah. So, like, right now we have when when Kane and uh, Christian are working, there's no on call because they work five to five. Um, the only time we really have on call time would be on the opposite weekend when you have Brewster working. Uh, obviously, he's he going to retire at any minute. So, right. You know, he's kind of is this this both of these former officers' concern was. Three to five. I said, well, 
Because that in that you said it was three to five the last time we talked about this, right? When, yeah. when they were on call, I says, well, they're on call from three to five. He says, that's when you need somebody quicker because that's when the shit starts to happen. Or stuff starts to happen. I, I, who, who was it that told you that? Because that's bullshit. Well, they're both, <laughs> both former police. One's actually a reserve officer yet today, and the okay. other one's a former chief. So, I've been called out five times in the last year yeah. between those offers. It goes back to which I'm a very big believer in, the presence of our police department in our towns, our town, makes a big difference over the towns that don't have it for the activity that's going on okay. after hours. we got to have people too. Correct. Right? That's what I'm talking So we're, we're, we've lucked out. Cody lives in town, and I live in Sac City. That's, that, that's it. Who else do we got? Christian. I think there should be exceptions. Christian is obviously an exception. His wife is going through something where he need, they need to be a little bit closer to her family, and I think that needs to be an exception. It's not going to affect on-call time. It's going to affect anything or anybody that he does here. Okay? The other, the other thing is, is who would know? The wrong people know. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying is if, if somebody comes in and they get a P.O. box and they say they live at this, at this house or my house, who's going to know? As long as we're answering calls and we're, and we're, we're doing our jobs, who's going to know? Brad did it for how many years? Just because he afforded two, three hundred thousand dollar beach house doesn't mean he was here. Because I know he wasn't. You know, so you're gonna make it, you know, I mean what we do for one, we have to do for all. Exactly. That's why I think it needs to be what it needs to be. Give me the hour, let me try to convince these guys to move to town. But if we give you the hour, we have to give it to the rest of the departments. But you you do. What's their on call time? What's on call time for the city crew? Change. Just changed. Did change to an hour as. as so a, they got an hour. So, what, so what's good for them is good for us, right? So we got an hour. That's a very good point. So we should pay you the union dues, <coughs> the union wages. Ken, if you want, we're not going to get people. I told you, know, like I said, we're going to be where we're going to be. You see, you, you, you understand where I'm going. Yeah, I, I know what you want, and I know what I want, and I gotta have. Well, what is what is what is our what is our what is our uh, uh, um, requirement for how far our city employees can live away? Ten air miles. Ten air miles. And you want to change it to an hour? I want to give. I want to give leeway. Is there a compromise we come up with? Today it's an hour. Two months ago it was 30 minutes. Now it's an hour. Years ago they had to live within the city limits. Correct. Okay. Every you chance. guys can find me people that are going to work for us that live within 10 miles. I'm all for it. And that are going to work for the bullshit pay that you guys are trying to pay. Plain and simple. That's what it comes down to. If nobody wants to do it, that's fine. I told you where this department's going to go if this happens. Mark my words. We had two people show up for testing. Did we do any interviews? No. No. We're going to have to be flexible to get this to go. And that, that's what it all comes down to. Give me an opportunity. Allow me to have this. Let me convince them to come and live here. 
That's all I'm asking. If we fuck up, something goes wrong, something's bad, then we can change back. That's hard. If we don't do, it's not hard to do. Yes, we know it is. Because if we it's do, I'll good. admit to it's it. I'm, I'm, I'm a man of my word. I'll admit to it. Yeah, I know. And that. you guys have to just agree, we're going to change that back. That, that just doesn't happen that easy. I, AJB, new, new officer, bought a house in Fort Dodge. He's within the hour time. And then we had a bad incident happened. Well, you can't live in Fort Dodge no more. Fine, I'm just, I'll quit. Them. Exactly. Yeah, but we're not going to get people anyway, so what's the difference? Well, if we're not going to get people, why do we need to change it? You guys do what you want. Well, I'm just... You know what? Yeah, I'm out. Well, that doesn't do any good. No, it doesn't, because I've been sitting here arguing for the ship for the past, what, since I've been here? Because I'm trying to build a package to be able to entice people to come and work for them. That's all I'm trying to do. I said it when I applied. I said it in our, in, when I when I sat in front of everybody. I Retention and recruitment. I wasn't this is how we do it. Everybody, so. I think no. it's a, I, excuse me. I think it's an opportunity here that we should let you let the chief monitor for the next year to see what's going on. There is a problem. The whole dynamics has changed. The whole thing is that we're. It's going to be tough to make every anybody live in Lakeview, especially if we don't have anything that we can move into. So my feeling is, how many times did you say when you were on call last year? About five times, times in the last year or so. Five times, okay. So out of them five times, would it have made any difference? I know you were in town here, but I mean, would it have made, if you lived outside of town, would that have made a big difference? No, on, on, the five, on the five times that you had to come in? That, no, nothing was an active situation. Like I, I understand there will be sometimes. And I understand that problem. But that's something that, you know, again, we're a small town. We've gone through, how many times have we gone through this day with with, with chiefs and... Chiefs and officers all the time. And we, we set it rigid. The only thing we had really that we were sticklers about if we sent you through the academy, what our expectations was for you to stay on, to pay back for time-wise, or otherwise you had to pay, you know, if you left before that. Getting upset about this is not going to solve it. We just got to determine, and I, you know, Chief, I'm, I've talked to you before about this, and, and I've said that I don't have a problem with that. We got to just work one step at a time, and you've got the steps laid out. So I, I, he's the one that's got to live with it. And I guess I feel that, that if we don't accommodate, we're not going to get. We're always going to have a problem. We still might, but that it ain't because of a lack of trying. Right. And I agree. Look, I, I apologize. I mean, I'm passionate about what I do and what I want to accomplish. You know, I, I want to be able to get people in here and I want to keep them. I agree with you. I want to keep them for more than a year. I want to keep them, you know, I, I figured when we send somebody to the academy, it's like buying a car. We're, we're signing a contract for four years. Everything after four years is gravy. That's all money in the bank. You know, so my, my goal is to get them here 
show them what we're about, show them what we're able to do, and try and get them to move here so they stay here. My point is, when we change it for one department, we're setting the precedence to change it for the others. But, but you already it. have an hour response time for the city guys. When they're on call, but they have to live within a certain time frame. So my point is, if we change your living restrictions, we almost have to change their living restrictions. Well, the, That's the police, the, thing I'm saying. The police are different than what's public the works. What's the reason for the 10 miles of living? Well, what's yeah. the specific reason to live within 10 miles? Well, that has nothing to do with being on call, The correct? specific reason for that had to do with the former chief that was asked to move down here, and he didn't, and then we bent to accommodate his right. wishes. That's the only reason it's 10 very Because it used miles. to be resident of Lakeview. And that's the way a lot of places were, but I mean, like I said, times have changed right now. And, and I agree with Chris right. 100%. I, I agree. And, and, and like, you know, like, you know, point I made, you know, uh, let's say we hire somebody and we get them to move down here within a few months. What if they don't turn out? It takes us six months to a year to evaluate that person to see if they're even <coughs> worth being but then we're going to have them move down, and then, then now we're stuck with some guy who's going to be disgruntled because we had to let him go. You know, I, I just want that little bit of leeway to give me time and be able to. How much time do they have now to move here? Don't, they, don't, don't we give them a year? Six, six months. months. It's a six-month probationary period. Okay. And then? And with a couple of them. Um, six-month extensions? Yeah, that they, they stayed probationary until they made residency here. But but I gotta bring up Christian's I mean that that's gotta be an exception. His, his wife has a debil debilitating disease that she's going through. She needs to be around, you know, her support system and he's still gotta be able to provide what he can. And that if he can be in the middle, that gives him that opportunity. So what if, what if we consider the thirty minute versus sixty minute I mean I'd be good with thirty minutes. It's thirty actually That'd be plenty of time. Because that, that would encompass quite a bit of area. You think that would? Or, and I, I agree with you there, or with you there, or what if we just extend it? He gets the first six months. Can't we extend him the next two or three probation? To, can't we do that for new hires? Give him a six-month to move here, then another six-month probation area to actually give him a year? Well, I think, you know, with the market the way it is and stuff, can't we do that on a piece by piece? We make adjustments for wastewater one and wastewater two. They can't pass it for months, we still leave them. Right, but, but we have no choice. I guess I'm trying to be uniform with all departments. And if right. we do that for one, yeah. now we are all of a sudden are doing that for the other ones too. Right. And then all of a sudden you get a snowstorm, we call them in. Well, I can't get to work to move snow because I'm 30 minutes away and it's snowing. And, you know what and I'm saying? And those, those, those are the type of, of situations, Dale, where I really do feel that uh, uh, residency requirements are very much defensible because you got to be, especially for public works guys, they got to be able to get here and they got to be able to get here during times when travel is the toughest. So that's that's my point. If we change so, it for one department, look, you're all, the other departments are going to come after us 
and where we can stick with this six-month probation period once we hire them and then give them a six-month extension, another six-month extension, that they're going to be around then look at it. It's, I don't think it's something that's earth-shattering has to be changed right now today. Is that, am I making sense the way I'm trying to explain that? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Because we're trying, we're kind of like making said, the my, my biggest thing is just that I, I got to have some exceptions in there. Well, well that's what we're kind of doing. And is making the exception for Christian right now for his circumstances, and I don't know. That's just my opinion. Uh, somebody else can speak up. But a half hour response isn't going to kill anybody, is it? No, in thirty seconds, kill somebody. Yeah, so, I mean, no. you know, what it'll, I mean? Be, it'll be over by the time they even get them called out. Yeah, thirty seconds. Of the I, my point, John or Mr. Mayor, is if we make this change for the police department, now the public works comes here and says, "Well, I need it to live within thirty minutes or an hour," and then we get the snowstorm that comes up, and now we don't have nobody here to clean snow or see what I'm getting at. It, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm getting at. And yeah. each department has different needs and requirements. You know, we do different for the electric guys than the public works guys. Can, we, can we table this for one more meeting until we get done with our number item six, 16? Because I think that's going to answer some of my questions. Are you okay with that, Chief? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I got no choice, so... Yeah, you do. Well, yeah. I do, but it, it's not going to matter. So. It matters. But I understand okay. where you're going. And I, and I think I'll learn more here in a little bit. Okay, we'll move on to the K-9 unit then. What's the council think about that? Just the, uh, really the new information uh, on K-9 <clears throat> unit. You wanted to know insurance costs. The uh, annual liability costs are, would be $413 actually for for fiscal year 22-23. It's already started. There would be no cost during that time. Um, this is liability only. This does not have any coverage on the dog itself as property because the city would not be the owner of that dog. It would, uh, Kane Junkman would, would be, uh, it's his dog, and he would be the owner, and, and we would be simply utilizing it while Joaquin is working for us, consistent with that policy that the chief had I have one other question that you can answer, because you put it on the sheriff's department, they had a canine, Meyer had I, I had a canine. And you had, my only other question is, what kind of cost or stuff are we going to hear in the vehicle, inside the vehicle with them running? No. I mean, do, they, do they tear stuff up much or? No, he will have his own. Uh, he's he's going to provide it to a kennel for the back of it. So it goes in the kennel when it's working, comes out when it works, goes back in the kennel. Obviously, when it's outside. It right, right, right. But, but yeah, it, they don't tend to tear up too much. Most dogs don't. I mean, you might have that one that's just psycho, but this one's. I think pretty tame. It's a single purpose dog. It's not a bite dog, nothing like that. So while he's in the police vehicle, he will be in a kennel, we'll open the door, then he'll open the kennel door. Yeah, actually, it'll be probably in the back of the right now, right. in the back. So, I mean, that's not even going to be that. So, would, would you anticipate that the dog's here every time that Kane's working? Yeah. I, I would, unless obviously something's wrong with the dog or something. <laughs> I 
Yes. yes. Yep. Sorry. Roll call. Bolton. Yep. Beckman. Yep. Frank. Yes. Stanky. Yes. Can we just approve the uh, canine and the policy? Yep. We're getting there, Chris. I didn't agree. Got one. <laughs> okay, we need a motion to go into closed session. I'll make it. Second. Second. Roll call. Chris, this is thank you before you go. Yes. Thank you. Second. Yep. Hold on. Yep. I just want to give you a copy of that. Code 20.17.3. What is that? Consider. No, it's it's uh, union personnel issues. It is a strategy session in the city. Do you anticipate making any decisions when you come back out? Thank you.